All right. There are several things I want you to hear from my lips before we get started in this. We're doing this a little backwards, it, but I don't think it's backwards. I prayed about it, and this is what the Lord directed me to do. Uh, by the way, two more altars are being constructed. We're going to have four altars up here. We can get around the altars and spread out a little bit because I'm telling you the altars of our lives that God builds, God anoints, they're the ones that our lives get changed at. And, and the pandemic, this is probably one of the worst things that we face is not being able to gather around, gather around the altars of the church and let God change us and work on us. I also am deeply concerned that there are people that have gotten so comfortable with watching church at home. And thank God we've had that. Amen? I'm not complaining about that. But it was supposed to be a temporary stopgap measure, not a replacement for assembling of ourselves together. And we need to remember that. I'm not mad at anybody. Matter of fact, I, I kind of saw it coming because human nature is such that if it's simpler, I mean, let's face it, all you got to do is grab your iPad. You even got to roll out of bed, you know, on a Sunday. Just lay in bed and watch the preacher, you know. There are elements about our spiritual development that are missing when that's all we do, all right? So, we get, we, it's about time to grow out of that and, and start coming. And, and people have started doing that. I mean, um, church attendance is up. Um, I believe the Holy Spirit showing up is, is, is the best thing. Amen? And um, I, I just want to do this. I want to tell you this. Let's say you're sitting there today and you say, well, you know, I believe in the Holy Ghost, but I've never prayed in tongues. I, I've never had those experiences before. I want you to understand that if you've never prayed in tongues, that doesn't make you a second-class Christian. You need to remember that. It doesn't make you a second-class Christian. Stop letting the devil beat on you about that. All right? Don't let him get away with that. All right? Now, what we're going to do in this series is we're going to jump right into looking at the Holy Spirit's gifts so that we can start getting ready. Maybe by the time we get through all nine gifts, teaching on them, um, we'll be ready to be able to get around the altars and, and I will teach what the Bible says about being filled to overflowing with the Holy Ghost and anybody who wants to be filled in the name of Jesus we're going to get in a position to receive and if nothing happens to you at that moment do not let the devil lie to you mess with you place you under condemnation that's not what being filled with the Holy Ghost overflowing is all about it's not about uh, condemnation Amen? And, and we'll teach on all those things. And, and be warned, we're going to take our time. You know, I'm going to teach a little bit today. I'm not going to wear out the saints. I, I'm going to stop where God tells me to stop, and then we're going to enjoy communion together. Amen? And, and it's going to help set us on the path moving forward with the Holy Spirit. That's what the Lord's been telling me, and I'm telling you that. Amen? Um, let's just stop giving the devil any lead way in our lives on these subjects. He's got no business getting away with that. So don't let him do that to you, all right? So I want you to turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 8, and while you're turning there, uh, don't, don't forget line number four is missing. It's just that the number's missing. There's nine questions there. You want to keep this close. This is a Bible study. I'm not preaching today, amen? I'm, I'm teaching about the Holy Spirit and his gifts, and we're going to start with the gift of the word of knowledge, and we'll get about halfway through that first one. That's about the way I see it at this point. So I, I was not um, 
See, in all of my notes I've had over the years on the Holy Ghost, I never had Romans chapter 8, verse 1 through 4 in there before. But we've got it today. Why? Because you need to listen. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Right? No room for you to be allowing the devil to plow your ground. Amen? Steal your crops. All right? Verse 2, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh but according to the what the spirit with a capital s amen the spirit praise god amen what we're going to be learning is walking according to the spirit that's what this whole thing is about it's about being discipled in the word amen all right all right first corinthians chapter 12 i want to read all 14 verses all of this today is laying the groundwork for moving forward all right 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. I'm, I'm sorry, but I still love the King James Version on that. It said, now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I would not have you be ignorant or uninformed. That's what it means. But the word, you know, people, and I've noticed up north have a different viewpoint on the word ignorant. In the south, it just means you don't know something about a certain subject. You're ignorant of it, all right? Well, I'm telling you that in the body of Christ, ignorance over the Holy Ghost is running rampant. Just running rampant, right? The Holy Spirit, the only divisiveness that the Holy Spirit wants to bring to the life of people is dividing the Christians from the unsaved, and he's doing everything he can in his power to move the people from this column into this column. Amen? All right? He wants us to be divided from the world. Amen? All right, verse 3, Therefore I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge, according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. That's an important phrase there. It says he wills, not as we will. I, I, before I knew what was going on in my life, there would be times that I would tell Ruthie, I'd say, Ruthie, there's something in here and I want to share it with you. I'd share it with Ruth because she's my wife and I, I'd want someone to hear what appeared in here so that when it came to pass or when we found out the truth about it, Ruthie would say, that's exactly what you said was in your knower. That I was ignorant. I didn't know any better. I called it my knower. How many of you know your knower is the Holy Ghost in your spirit? Amen? 
in my knower. I would, I'd find, I'd, all of a sudden I would know things I didn't know before, you know, and I was so strong about it. I felt so strong I'd tell Ruth, right? But I said to Ruthie, you know what I said in my youth? Man, I wish I could make that work all the time. Now, now that's not necessarily a good thing because it's the Holy Spirit uses you, you don't use it. All right? The gifts of the Spirit use you. You do not use them. Remember, these things are so life and death important. There are people I believe with all of my heart that would be used more consistently by the gifts of the Spirit, by the Holy Ghost and His gifts if they'd learn this thing, right? But when human nature loves to be used like this. Do you understand what I'm saying? Human nature loves to be used like this. That's why I said, I wish I could make it work all the time. But I learned real quick, I can't make it work. The Holy Ghost works. Amen? All right. To another, the working of miracles. Um, oh, verse 12. For just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. So, I titled this section, Don't Be Uninformed of Spiritual Gifts. But I'm, I'm telling you that the body of Christ this is the most uninformed, uh, probably subject in the body of Christ that I know of. There are people that have ideas about it. There are people that think they know what they know. But if it doesn't come from the Bible, it's not God. Amen? Paul said, by the Holy Spirit to the church at Corinth. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant in the King James Version. If the Spirit of God through Paul said that he didn't want the church at Corinth to be ignorant concerning spiritual gifts, then I certainly don't believe he wants the church today mm, to be ignorant concerning spiritual gifts. However, I believe a gross ignorance does exist concerning these things. In some places, people know nothing at all about the gifts of the Holy Spirit or even that such gifts exist. Am I right or wrong? They think these gifts have been done away with. In other places, people know something about the gifts of the Spirit, but their knowledge is very limited. So let's look at some important things to remember. This might want to look at your, look at your uh, question list there. Spiritual gifts will exalt Jesus. That's what it's all, it's all about Jesus. Spiritual gifts will exalt Jesus. Paul also said to the church at Corinth, You know that you were Gentiles, carried away unto these dumb idols, even as you were led. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 2 in the King James Version. Now, I want to pause here for a moment. We'll get back to the spiritual gifts exalting Jesus. I look at a verse of Scripture and I, I think, why is that there? Have you ever done that? Have you ever looked at a verse of Scripture and said, why did the Word, why did the Holy Ghost, when He inspired this, believe this was important to say? I'm going to read it again. You know that you were Gentiles carried away into dumb idols even as you were led. These folks had previously worshipped idols. And in this idol worship, motivated by the wrong spirit, they would say a lot of things that were in error. For instance, church history tells us that some of these folks would come into the Christian assembly and when the Spirit of God began to manifest Himself, these people would yield to a wrong spirit 
and say things under the influence of the wrong spirit. Am I, am I okay volume-wise? Do I, am I get too loud? I'm a little loud? I'm a little loud, Tom. Of course, I've been accused of that all my life. Okay, you got me fixed. In fact, some of them would even rise in the services when the gifts of utterance were in operation, and they would say that Jesus was accursed. Say, so, Brother Dennis, how do you know that? Pay attention. And the Bible says that no one speaking by the Spirit of God would call Jesus a curse. Verse 3. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Ghost or in the Holy Spirit. So why does it say that? It says it because in the early church it was a problem or it wouldn't be there. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I will tell you what this means to me because I'm 60-something I'm years old. <laughs> I'm 60-something years old, so I've seen a lot of things in the name of the Holy Spirit, you know, that the Holy Spirit said, right? Let me, let me just take a moment here to share my very first experience ever having seen anything that the Holy Spirit did that was, you know, along these, these lines. Uh, my, my teenage years, my formative teenage years were spent running from God, running from the call, running from Christianity. I knew from a child God wanted me to be a preacher and I didn't want to be one. You've never met anybody like that, have you? I didn't want to be one. I, 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 I ran from God. I got into all kinds of trouble, and uh, I don't like talking about that, you know. I've, I've met people that it sounds like they're bragging about things they did when they didn't know Jesus. I wouldn't brag about that for nothing in the world. I'm totally and completely ashamed of it. You, you'd find it hard to believe the list of things I did. That's how I'll put it, right? And when I hit the brick wall, when all of a sudden the crop that I had planted was time to come due, I didn't want to turn to God then because I knew that I still might have to face all of the consequences. I wanted crop failure from God. You ever been there? I didn't want that crop to be harvested in my life. I did not want to face the consequences of all of those terrible decisions that I made. So I didn't want to go back to the mainstream church. I wanted to go to God and ask him, please, Lord, make all this go away. And, I, and from my upbringing, I knew that God didn't do that very often. I know, I learned the hard way that God will take you by the hand. He'll forgive you. He'll take you by the hand and he'll walk you through the fire. He'll walk you through that harvest. He'll walk you through all of those things from beginning to end. And he will watch over you. Amen. I even tried going to um, the church of metaphysiology. Because they promised me that they could get God to make it go away. That's a whole different nightmarish story. The fact that I'm standing here today alive and breathing is a miracle. But I'm glad to be with you today. Amen. Well, when, when it all came down to it, I wanted to know what they believed in the church of metaphysiology about Jesus. So I asked, what, what do y'all teach about Jesus? And here's what they said. Jesus was a good man. And Jesus had the key. But he messed up and got himself killed. 
from that moment on, I knew, well, this isn't the group for me. <laughs> this ain't the group for me. I know better now. I was raised in church. I know that the, the key to my life was death, cross, or death on the cross, Christ's death on the cross, and his burial and resurrection. So I had to flee those people, and I did. So I came to my mother, and I said, I'm going to go to church with you. She goes, well, we ain't going to the same church anymore. We were in a, we were in a Baptist church. She goes, now we're going to a Pentecostal church. I didn't know what to think. Now, I'm leading up to what I said. I want to give you an example of what I saw, right? Well, I go to the church, and I, I see this guy. He's a hippie, hair down to here, big long beard, and sunglasses on because he was stoned from the night before and didn't want anybody to see it. And he, in his eyes, and he and I were there same day for the same reasons. You know, family brought us. You ever been there? Family brought us there. That's Pastor Dwayne, by the way. Pastor Dwayne was high that day in church. We were kids. Pastor Dwayne was high in church that day. He wasn't a preacher. He didn't know God. He had sunglasses on so people would not see that he was high. This is part of his testimony, right? I was clean cut, shaved, had on nice clothes, but I was in the same condition Dwayne Smith was in. We're both setting up in the balcony. I, I was drawn to Dwayne. He's like a brother to me today. We're both called to this ministry at the same time. We both got saved at the same time. We're both called to the ministry at the same time. Both have served in the ministry in the same church on more than one occasion, right? So we're there, and all of a sudden, down here on the far left of the sanctuary, someone stood up, raised their hands to heaven, and ripped loose in a language I've never heard before. I thought... My eyes got real big, you know. And they went on for about a minute, minute and a half. How many of you know that's a long time when you're hearing something? I don't know what it is, right? And then they sat down. And then there was dead silence for about 15 seconds. Someone over here on the right stood up. And in English, in English said what that person said in tongues. Now you say, oh, come on, Brother Dennis. I, I, if you've never seen that before, it, it's kind of startling the first time you see it, right? But I'm telling you, everybody in that room, including me and unsamed Dwayne Smith, knew that it was very God. It was very God. It was the real McCoy. It was the Holy Ghost. I mean, it ran all over you. You talk about chill bumps and all those things where you know something supernatural just happened, right? And, the, and that person speaking in English, they edified the church. They edified the church. That's what, that's what prophecy and tongues and interpretation is in the New Testament. Is it's for the edification of the church, the uplifting of the church. Get ready, people. Get ready. Get ready. Amen. So my very first experience in a Pentecostal church was getting to witness one of the gifts of the Spirit in glorious, uh, accurate, and truthful uh, manifestation. My first service in a Pentecostal church. It, me and Dwayne, after that, we were going to get saved. We weren't leaving that building until we got saved, you know, and we got saved that day before we left that building. And all of that running from God was over. All of that refusing to, 
to go into ministry and all that. In that same church, Dwayne and I both served on staff in that church later on. They took us in as interns and trained us and invested in us. And I'm here today because of what God did in that church that day by the gifts of the Spirit of God. Amen? And I thank you all for putting up for me, telling all them stories. So what happened? You know, verse 3 tells me, therefore I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Paul said that when the Holy Spirit is in manifestation, he will make Jesus Lord. In an utterance gift that is a vocal gift is what I call it, prophecy, diverse kinds of tongues, or the interpretation of tongues, listen carefully, is in manifestation, then of course it will be clear by what is said that Jesus is Lord. Never forget that. If the vocal gifts are in operation, it will be clear by what is said that Jesus is Lord. You say, well, I can't imagine someone standing up in the church and trying to get away. Do you understand it in the early church? It, Paul blamed it on the fact that all of those people came out of idol worship. And many of them were all messed up. All right? I'm going to give you some examples here. If the other gifts are in manifestation, they will always uplift the lordship of Jesus, not the lordship of some person. That's important. You've got to know that. I have witnessed people get out of hand with being used by the Holy Ghost and it ruined their lives. Why? So, oh, well, why, how does the Holy Ghost ruin somebody's life? The flesh never has and never will mix well with the Spirit. I knew a man who was being used by God every night in services, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, praying on people, uh, praying for sick people, be healed. Um, you know, all, all kinds of stuff, you know, um, demons, being set free from demons. And, and, and when I first met this guy, every night for a month we were in meetings, a thousand people showed up and all kinds of things. And my grandmother got healed of cancer in those meetings. So over the years, this man would come back to our church. I'm going to tell you this, it's awful to say it, but the offerings were big. Do you understand what I'm saying? The offerings were huge, all right? Kept coming back. Now, one night, I noticed that this guy, um, there was nothing happening. You understand what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit wasn't speaking. And the greatest thing I ever saw that man do and say that night, he said it that night. He said, folks, I've got to tell you, the Holy Ghost isn't saying anything to me. So what we're going to do is we're going to worship God for a while. We're going to get in the Word. We're going to learn something. And if the Holy Spirit wants to interrupt and speak, we're going to let him. Do you understand how important it was that he recognized that night that the Holy Ghost wasn't there to talk, wasn't there to show off, he wasn't there to do anything, and he certainly wasn't there to draw attention to that speaker, to that preacher. Do you understand what I'm saying? And he was smart, intelligent, and God-blessed to know when he needed to not try to do anything outside of that influence of the Holy Spirit. But if you come night after night and the people are expecting God to do something, and the pressure gets on, you have that decision to make when things are different. And, and I witnessed, you know, you're trying to, try to conjure some things. You're trying to kind of, you kind of speak for the Holy Ghost. You understand what I'm saying? I'm telling you, it's deadly dangerous. And it got so bad that that same man 
about 10 years later, was arrested uh, in a bar wearing a pink overcoat, a pink top hat, selling drugs, out of the ministry, divorced from his wife, went to prison and died in prison. Are you hearing me? I'm telling you, I will give you this solemn warning. Treat the Holy Spirit with the respect he deserves. Because he deserves respect. Amen? Let him speak when he wants to speak. And don't try to speak for him when he's being silent. Because he's silent for a reason. Amen? Get that down on the inside of you. Because I'm telling you, we should all be confident about being used by the gifts of the Spirit of God. Uh, we should be humbled by it. We should be happy about it. Amen? When the Holy Spirit uses us, and he wants to use everybody, especially people who are yielded to him, humble people, amen, that he can flow through and the obstacles are out of the pipes. You know what I'm saying? And then he can do some things. You know, you're being discipled today. You're being discipled in the word about the Holy Ghost so that the Holy Ghost in these last days can be poured out on people and save lives, not destroy them. Sometimes the Holy Spirit is quiet just being merciful. You understand what I'm saying? Isn't it that he's mad at us or hates us? He's being merciful sometimes, amen? But what if we dive into the Word, talk about the gifts, get ready, and then get everybody filled with the Holy Ghost that wants to be filled with the Holy Ghost? Let everybody, you know what I'm saying? Pray in tongues that wants to pray in tongues. Get ready to be used, but always be diligent, quick, to give God the glory for everything he does. Now, I call it the donkey principle. Just keep in mind, God can talk through a donkey. If he can talk through a donkey, he can talk through you. Amen? He can talk through me, right? You, you rely upon the donkey principle. Keep yourself humble with God's help. Amen? They're not to attract attention to some person, but rather to Christ. You can be sure that if someone is operating in what appears to be one of the vocal gifts and calls Jesus accursed or speaks against him in any way, then he's not speaking by the Holy Spirit. And back then, that, that wasn't too far-fetched. But let me tell you what is worse. There are people, I have seen it with my own eyes, heard it with my own ears, been in the same room with people who stood up and said, Thus saith the Lord, when God wasn't saying a single word. Do you realize how deadly that is? To try to stand in the place of God and speak for him when he hadn't told you anything. You should be fearful of that. Fearfully respectful. Amen? Then Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3, that no man can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Ghost. In other words, Paul's saying that if someone is speaking by the right spirit, by the Holy Spirit, then what he says will exalt the name of Jesus. There is a well-known story. Um, I say well-known. It's well-known to me. Um, I got to meet this preacher. Or, you know, I, I went to his church uh, all the way down to Oklahoma to be with this man. And um, he got in front of a bunch of people. He's praying for him for healing. And so what I derived from what happened was he's in this line. He's praying for people that are sick. And, uh, and, and, and he gets to this woman and... And what was conveyed to me, when he got to the, the, the line down to this end and started praying, God started talking to him about this woman in the middle. The woman in the middle, the Holy Spirit, he said, all I knew was something's wrong. Something's wrong with her. Something's wrong with her. So he prayed for the sick, and he got down to her, 
And um, I'm trying to remember, God help me remember, you know, I, I don't want to embellish this thing, all right? So I'm going to undershoot rather than overshoot, okay? So he gets to her, and he wants to pray for her, and he says to her, Sister, are you saved? He said, are you saved? And she said, I am uh, a member of such and such a church, and um, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, and said before he could stop her or say anything, she, you, want, you want to hear me pray in tongues? And she cut loose with something that wasn't English, right? That's kind of a strange thing to jump to when you're trying to prove something to somebody. You understand what I'm saying? So he stopped her. He said, uh, do you mind praying a prayer after me? She said, no, I don't mind at all. He said, say this, uh, say this from me, you know, exactly the way I said, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And she said, I'm telling you, my hand raised, she said, Jesus is not the Son of God. He said, well, say this, that Jesus was sent in the flesh by God. And she said, Jesus is not sent in the flesh by God. Now, I'm telling you, you may have never seen anything like that in your life, but you wouldn't believe the nonsense that will come out of people's mouth once you tap the nerve. Do you understand what I'm saying? And why am I telling you this story? I'm telling you this story because there's no telling and no end to what you're going to see if you're going to move out into the gifts of the Holy Ghost and you want to see the Spirit of God move. It's an invitation, in a way, to the devil because I'm telling you some of the greatest revivals that have taken place in my lifetime I witnessed to their demise because all the devil had to do was get some people stirred up and doing something goofy. Like standing up, walking like a chicken, and clucking and blaming it on the Holy Ghost. And I am not joking. I'm not exaggerating. Now, if you know that nonsense can unfold and you don't let it move you, this church is going to be fine. The devil won't be able to get away with it. We're going to tap every nerve in this thing that we can. We're going to teach what we can so that none of that surprises you and you know exactly what to do. You hold steady, stick with God, trust the Holy Spirit, and if you don't think your pastor knows when to open his mouth and say, hold it, stop that in the name of Jesus, you're mistaken. I will fight to protect and defend with God any move of the Holy Ghost that he wants to bring about in this church but it's got to be genuine got to be real there's no time in the day and age in which we live for any falsehoods to be allowed to flourish in the fellowship amen so this woman finally he's three times three times i'm not exaggerating he tried to get her to say what he was saying she finally looked at him and said i want to say what you're saying but something on the inside of me won't let me do it he said and i love this guy i love him he said do you want to be set free from that and she said yes boom he laid hands on her and he went to town praying for her and he cast that out of her and then he prayed with her about her salvation and then he laid hands on her and said, receive the Holy Ghost. And boom, this time, it wasn't gibberish. It, it was the Holy Ghost. People, you know the difference. You know the difference. You just know the difference. I will tell you a sad truth before I move forward. Um, man, alive. I cannot believe the hour is what it is. We're, you, I'll finish this, and we're going we're gonna to pause. We'll hit the pause button. Are you interested so far? Do you like what we're doing? It's going to be okay. This is going to be all right. 
You don't know how many times I've said to the Lord, is it time? Is it time? Is it time? And for whatever reason, it's the time. Okay? I, I don't argue with God. All right? So uh, he prayed for her, and she got the Holy Ghost, and she, she left out of there praying in tongues. Genuine article. Set free. Amen. 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 You know, if, if uh, hunger is being birthed on the inside of you, uh, for what I'm talking about, that's a good thing. But, but let me also say this. You know what? If, it, if it's not being birthed on the inside of you, I mean, look, 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 look. Not everybody walks around prophesying all the time, and not everybody walks around, you know, giving words of wisdom, word of knowledge. And I think it might have something to do with human nature or other things. But let me tell you what. You rejoice today if your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. But let God be God. Let God do what he wants to do. It's okay. If you don't end up, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm not looking for a church load of people that don't want to do a Jericho march or whatever. Do a, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, I knew a man that would run the pews of the church. He'd run the back of the pews with his eyes closed, up and back, and never fall, never fail. That God be the Holy Ghost. And I mean, he was in his 60s. You can't do that except the Holy Ghost doing through. You can't do that. You know what I'm saying? And so... Uh, well, you know, this is a great story, don't you think? We're going we're gonna to stop right there because the hour's getting late already. I can't believe it. Did you realize that I could stand here and talk about the things of God, and especially the Holy Spirit, on and on and on? Aren't you glad that I won't do that to you today? All right? Remember the warnings. Always remember the warnings. Let God be God. Uh, anything that God uses you to do, it is it's him that's not in us of ourselves thank god it's not amen um and and a, a word of knowledge just to give you this little piece of information it's a little piece of the knowledge of god that he has right that he reveals to you and he calls it a word of knowledge because god doesn't dump all of his knowledge on us it's not all a gift of all the knowledge of god it's a word a word. Have you ever heard, you ever been given a word, a little short? It's a word. A little piece of the knowledge of God that he gives you. But when it's birthed on the inside of me, I didn't have any idea what it was. And yet when it appeared on the inside of me, I knew it had to be God. Because it's very, sometimes it's highly intellectual, and I'm not an intellectual guy. You know? God's pretty smart, though. Amen? God's pretty smart. Um, you know what, why don't we just move right into communion together. Has everybody got the, the emblems of the body and blood of the Lord in your possession? If you don't, it's right over there in the corner. Don't, don't, don't hesitate. Go get it. Uh, it's it's going to be okay for you to just go get it. We're just going to, look, look, have I taught a lot on the communion here? You know what, in, in a communion service, it's the second Sunday of the month. We just do it like clockwork. It's not... We don't do it legalistically, amen? But we like the second Sunday of the month. We don't like it to pass by without uh, having communion. And what do we know? The, the Bible talks about being worthy. How do you get worthy? Somebody tell me, how do you get worthy to take communion? Examine yourself. Man, Melinda, that's good. All right. Examine yourself. Now, why would God, why would the Word ask you to examine yourself? It asks you to examine yourself because there's something in there He wants to show you, right? I, I cheat. I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let your Holy Spirit look with me. I cheat. 
It doesn't even say that, but I know that the Holy Ghost won't cut me any slack. <laughs> He'll tell me the truth. He'll tell me what I need to hear. You know what's so good about hearing it? If you turn it over to God, he'll lift it from your life in this time together in communion. All right. So, uh, you know, what, let's just let's just pray right now. Reach out to God. Father, in Jesus name. Mm, shine your light in us today, Lord. I want to thank you that the shed blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us afresh and new of all sins, shortcomings in our life. But Lord, we also know that there are things that linger in the flesh. Mm, things that aren't pleasing to you. Uh, Father, many times we walk into the room already knowing what it is you want to take from our lives. Lord, and Sister Gloria and I were talking lately, and she's heard me talk about it. I've heard her talk about it. We, we need our want-tos changed, Father, in Jesus' name. What we want to do, what we want to have, uh, what we want to share, what we want to learn. All of our want-tos uh, the want-tos uh, of the things that we want. We want this, we want that. Lord, change the wants in our lives, we pray in Jesus' name. Now, Father, I want to pray on behalf of everyone in this room and as they hear my voice. All they've got to do is reach out to you, Father, and they will make this prayer. I'm praying their prayer. Lift these things from our life for your glory as we partake of the emblems of the body and blood of the Lord today. In Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. Melinda, if we get this right, if we get this right, spiritual miracles happen, amen? They happen. But what is also able to happen in our lives? Tell me. No, 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 no. Come on, you got it, sister. Miracles, miracles, not just spiritual miracles, any kind of miracle. Look, 25 years ago, I was diagnosed with a deadly disease. Um, and then a number of years later, um, you know, God just kept me right on going along, you know. Um, I got sick, put me on a plane, flew me to Juneau. And as soon as I got to the ER, 15 minutes later, I'm in intensive care unit. And these nurses are in complete biohazard suits, and they're running tests on me that I'll never forget as long as I live. They were painful. Three days later, they come back in. They said, well, we got the test results for the CDC, and you have Legionnaire's disease. Legionnaire's disease? I mean, uh, the only two cases of Legionnaire's disease in the history of Alaska were me and Juno and a 12-year-old girl in Anchorage. And we had never been in the same room together. Legionnaire's disease. And um, man, do you think I prayed? You think I reached out to God? You know, I, I, I don't want to dwell on all that. But I'm telling you, I believe that the devil's tried to take me out so many times because he don't want me to preach this gospel. He never wanted me to get here today. He never wanted me to preach to you about and teach about the Holy Ghost. I can tell you that right now. He never wanted that. And I, I can tell you in the last 48 hours. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't voice a word of it. But I'm telling you. The oppression was thick enough to cut it with a knife. Because the devil. You know I thought to myself last night. In the middle of the night. I thought man listen to me now. This is going to be good. 
I mean, Sunday is going to... Did you have fun today? Let me warn you that if you weren't touched by the Holy Ghost today, you're twice dead and plucked up by the roots. That's what it says in the Old Testament. Twice dead and plucked up by the roots. Ain't nothing left in you. You need to get revived, amen? And, and you know what? The only difference between that and full-blown, knock-down, drag-out, Holy Ghost doing everything he wants to do is us, not him. We just got to yield, amen? All right, get these, get these emblems, set free these emblems, and that, that could be tricky. All right, do what you got to do. This is childproof. I warn you about that, so I may need to go get Vera to help me take the top off this. All right. All right. Isn't it amazing, the technology they come up with? Well, that's amazing. I got it. Thank you, Jesus. All right. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 11. It says, verse 17, the Lord's Supper. But in the following instructions, I do not commend you because when you come together, it's not for the better, but for the worse. Let's skip down here. Verse 23, for I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we give thanks for this emblem of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord, forgive me. Help me get this right. Lord, we thank you for the emblem of this bread, the broken uh, body of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Bless it to our bodies. Cause it to be everything that you would have it to be to us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, if we take of the emblem together. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant. In my blood do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Shall we partake of the emblem of the shed blood of Jesus together? Praise you, Lord Jesus. Stand with me. I'd like to ask the worship team to join me. We're going to sing a song because...